Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grant Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. And how y'all doing today? Um, you know, bright and early on, on a Monday. Um, I feel pretty good, man. Uh, well, I'm normally up anyways because of my son, but uh, today is Monday, what, the ele- what the 10th? Um, we had some good football uh, this past weekend, man, in college and in the uh, NFL. Um before I start off, though, I just want to uh, say thank you guys for uh, the continued support. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, sometimes I know that probably goes unnoticed, uh, but I, I just want to say um, I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys uh, also are following me on Instagram and Twitter at Grand Hefe, G-R-A-N-X-J-E-F-E. Um, also, uh, there are going to be some changes to the podcast probably within, you know, not right now, but in the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm going to change uh, hosting site. So you guys may have to re-download the podcast, um, uh, you know, uh, within the next few weeks. But I'll let you guys know about 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 all of that. Um, without further ado, though, man, let's just go ahead and kick this show off because last night's game was crazy. Um, the Green Bay Packers was playing the uh, Chicago Bears divisional rivalry. I mean, this is, you know, this, this is, this is one of the great rivalries in, uh, in all of, uh, NFL, uh, Bears and Packers at Lambeau Field last night. This game started out kind of shaky, man. I'm not even gonna, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. This game started out shaky for, you know, the, um, the Packers, uh, Khalil Mack was just a beast. Before I get to that though, let me just say this. I was right. I, yes, I am that type of person. You know, uh, especially well in this business, I think you have to be, you know, when you in the sports entertainment business, especially up and coming podcasters, you know, that's that's doing sports. You have to gloat a little bit about what you did. And it's not really gloating, but you have to point out where you were right, because that's the only credibility that we have as you know, as as people, you know, that's 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 talking sports, you know, uh. That's the only thing that we can go back and say, yeah, look, this is what I said was going to happen. And this is what happened in the end. Um, and that's that's the only way that we can gain credibility in, 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 in this business. It's a tough business, especially for guys who's not on ESPN. 
you know, in Fox Sports or, you know, the local radio station and all that other stuff, because we have to work 10 times as hard to get people to to uh, to to see that we know just as many sports as these people, you know, that that's sitting on TV. You know, it's all about opportunities. With that being said, I was right. I said. When I, you know, after the the Raiders made that trade, I even talked about on RTF Sports. If you guys are not following me on RTF Sports, uh, make sure you follow RTF Productions on YouTube. Um, we do live shows every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays uh, at 7.45 uh, a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 9.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every single Tuesday, Wednesday, sorry, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday on um, on YouTube. Uh and if you follow me on Twitter, I normally share the link on Twitter. So that's why you guys need to be following me on Twitter. Also, um, but yeah, like I, I, I said it after the trade went down, that this was perfect for um, John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. And, I, and why did I say that? I said it because defensive players do not directly impact wins and i told my friend this last night on facebook because he's a bears fan i've I, i've had him on the show before uh i'm gonna have him on the show again um you know uh reese uh in the near future uh but uh I, I i was telling him last night during that game you know everybody was excited that the bears was winning and i told him i'm really not that impressed right now you know and i'm like defensive players does not directly impact wins you know i see everybody talking about well, the Raiders were stupid. John Gruden is stupid. This and that. Well, how stupid does he look now? Because Khalil Mack was a force last night in the first half, right? Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack played literally. I ain't gonna say the game of his life, but the game of his life because we've seen Khalil Mack do this time and time again. So it's 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 not like he, you know, that was out of the ordinary for Khalil Mack, but. He played out of his mind last night in the first half. And to be honest, he only had three tackles. Just the ones that he had was so dominant. You know, he had the strip, the strip fumble recovery that he had. Sack, strip. Uh, So, you know, that's how they teach it. Uh, You know, so you get the sack. He gets the um, he gets a tackle for that because they, they add that to the tackles. You know, he gets a turnover for it, a, for, a, a forced fumble for it, and then he gets the recovery. And then, you know, uh, the guy name is slipping my mind right now. Um, Robertson, uh, Roy, Roy Robertson Harrison played at UTEP out here. I'm going to have to give him a little a little pub. Um, credit to him. He played a, a, a pretty good game last night. Constant pressure on the quarterback. Um but uh, Khalil Mack played the game, played out of his mind in the first half. He was nowhere to be found in the second half. But to the original point, I was telling my friend, listen, and I said it on, on the show, I said on RTS Sports, defensive players do not directly impact winning and losing, no matter how good they are. You know, as I was saying about people was talking about how stupid John Gruden was. Well, how many Super Bowls did the Raiders win with Khalil Mack if he's that dominant? And he is that dominant. I'm just saying, you know, he does not impact wins if you do not have a quarterback or an offense that can score points. You still have to score more points than the other team. And you cannot rely on your defense 
to be scoring points all the time. You know, the Bears only score one offensive touchdown. They scored one offensive touchdown and then they kicked two field goals. If I'm not if if I if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you know, uh, you know, but defensive players, yeah, they, they're great. JJ Watt. Look how many Super Bowls he contributed to. Zero. You know, I, I told I told a guy on Twitter last week, you know, when this first came out too, and you know, he was telling me how many good pass rushes, you know, you know, to do this. And I'm like, listen, man, it, it doesn't matter. I say that's 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 really irrelevant, you know, because that's all um None of that is facts based. We all can uh can can throw out our opinion, but but what I do know is defensive players do not directly impact winning and losing. One player, defense as a whole can be crazy. 2000 Ravens team, you know, the 49ers teams, you know, the Denver Broncos team as a whole, the defense as a whole, you know, and, and Payton's last year. You know, Defenses as a whole can be great for you, but one particular player is not going to directly impact those wins and losses as you would think. All of that he did last night, and they still came out with the L. Why? Because I said it, and I said it again. I do not trust Mitchell Trubisky to do anything worthwhile. He held on to the you. First off, you get a, you get a second. Before we get to Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers was completely... Uh, out of his mind when he came back in the second half um but you get two chances Mitchell Trubisky at the end of the game because Clay Matthews stupidly I listen man you defensive guys are 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 loose cannons for real I've always said that I've always been an offensive guy most of my friends play defense you know um and I always used to tell them y'all are stupid man Y'all are, y'all are celebrate a big hit after somebody gets 15 yards. Like, who cares, bro? Move the sticks. That's all I care about. Let's move them sticks. You over here gloating about a big hit after I done gained 15 yards. Clay Matthews, he, he, he was so frustrated, he just wanted to hit the quarterback. He seen the ball gone. The ball was clearly gone. And not only did he just try to tackle Trubisky, he literally lunged at him. That's going to get called every single time, my guy. But... Moving on to uh, to Rodgers. Rodgers was sensational. Uh, he really didn't do much in the first half. Uh, I believe he only had like three completions in that first half. Uh, and, it, you know, only only about, what, 15 yards or so. He, it, it wasn't great. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. I turned this game off at halftime. I said, listen, man, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Um, I don't know if he's going to come back. I say... Um, I'm finna look at some YouTube, try to find some new stuff to incorporate in the podcast. Get look look for some new equipment. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, another thing, eventually we're gonna start going into live live shows. Uh, and uh, I want to be able to have a call in feature for you guys. Um, so I am working on that. So I got on YouTube. I'm you know I'm I'm researching some 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 you know some programs, some software, some equipment that I need so I can make that happen. You know, but I'm still checking my phone to ESPN to play by play. I'm looking at play by play, and then they go down twenty to nothing. I'm like, yeah, it's done. You know, uh, then they kick a field goal. I'm like, okay, whatever. They you know they trying to stop the bleeding a little bit, and then Aaron Rodgers. Some just told me to, to turn back on the game. 
as I'm turning on the game, he's throwing a bomb to Allison. A bomb. I mean, absolute rope. Now, Allison got away with a push-off, and offensive pass interference is hardly ever called, and honestly, I don't understand why it's not called as as often as as a defensive pass interference, but I get it. They're trying to... Um, they trying to sell points. The NFL is, you know, people people want to see um, touchdowns being scored. So I get it. Um, still not fair for the defender when you know half the time they barely touch receivers and pass interference get called. But a receiver can. That was clearly a blatant push. Now, the 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 referee wasn't really in a good spot because he was running with the play on the on the uh sideline uh so he was kind of shielded by Allison because Allison pushed off with his left hand referee can't really see his left hand plus in his mind both of them are just fighting for position clearly a push off but Aaron Rodgers throws a rope now I've always said man these offenses and defensive coordinators they start out thinking themselves and they start doing stupid stuff Bears defense clearly went into prevent defense in the second half they just trying to protect the lead you guys are professional football players and at any given moment anybody can come back and beat you no matter who it is all these guys are are are, are, are pros you know uh and all i thought they did was sop back and play prevent defense they only rushed four guys um when you got a hobble aaron Rodgers. if it was me we're gonna test that leg out my guy we're gonna test that we are going to test that left leg, that left knee out, what whichever knee it is, we're gonna test both of them out because we're gonna be bringing the house. We're gonna we're gonna blitz you so much. It's either you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna say, listen, I can't do this, or you're just gonna take the hits. I thought Bears defense they played they played so laxadaisical, you know, and that's part of the defensive coordinator because he's the one that's that's bringing in the play calls. Do what got you there. Keep bringing pressure. Keep Keep uh doing stunts uh the defensive line linebackers keep twisting keep you know you 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 have to mix it up and especially when you playing a guy like Aaron Rodgers he he will eat you up if he has time to sit it doesn't matter how many people you got in coverage if you give great quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Peyton Manning Drew Brees you know even even uh, Aaron Rodgers to a I mean um uh, Eli Manning to a lesser extent. You give good quarterbacks, good to great quarterbacks, a clean pocket to just sit there, they will eat you up. And that's what happened last night. Aaron Rodgers was 17 of 23, 278 yards, three touchdowns, all in the second half. You know, and even on that last play to Randall Cobb, the, the go-ahead touchdown, you know, I thought that was a great throw by by, by, by Aaron Rodgers. You know, he, he had to get the ball past the linebacker. And after that, you know, it was just catch and run for Randall Cobb. I mean, he 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 ran untouched all the way to the end zone. Uh the 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 Packers offense did have a lot of yak and you know us receivers, man. We love them. We love me we love us some yak for sure. For those yards after catch, we love that yak. Um, but you know, that was a, that was a pretty, pretty, pretty great throw by, by Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, he, he just throws the ball so effortlessly, man, it's, it just pops out his hand. And that's where people get this, you know, he's the best quarterback in the NFL from to me, you know, as much as I hate Brady, he still got to do a little bit more to show me that he's the best quarterback in the league because too many excuses are made for him, you know, uh, he has the better offense than 
than than than Brady. And I don't think that's that's debatable. You know, neither neither team ha- has a great running back. Jimmy Graham and Gronk, obviously Gronk is better, but we kind of split hairs with with Jimmy Graham. If you go back a couple years ago when he was actually getting the ball thrown to him, uh, Jimmy Graham was just as good as any tight end in the league. Uh, I would have took Jimmy Graham over Gronk probably, you know. Uh, but it's it's one A one B back in their heyday when Jimmy Graham was with the Saints. I thought he took a step back only because of the quarterback he had to play with in Seattle. I just think that that system wasn't great for him. Um, I thought they picked him up only because they were just trying to gain a weapon for uh, Russell Wilson. But um, Jimmy Graham Gronkowski. I mean, yeah, Gronk is better now. Uh, but Jimmy Graham is right there, obviously, whenever he's getting the ball thrown to him. Um, also, uh, what, Devontae Adams? I would pick Devontae Adams over any receiver that, um, that excuse me, Randall Cobb or Devontae Adams over any one of those receivers that Brady has right now. Um, so to me, you know, Aaron Rodgers get a lot of pass. And, you know, I told my friend last night uh, during the game, I said, they talking real good about Aaron Rodgers right now. I broke one of my rules and I actually listened to the commentary yesterday. Um, I was like, they praising Aaron Rodgers right now for playing with one leg. And listen, he deserves all the credit, you know. Um, but I say, but let him had came out and played bad. They would have said, oh, that's because of the injury. You know, he he he's the only guy that gets that many passes for elite quarterbacks. You know, Brady don't get that. You know, nobody really made it a big deal, you know, last year that Brady had stitches in his hand. If he played bad, you know, hey, Brady played bad. You know, nobody, you know, went to the stitch thing, you know. But I think Aaron Rodgers played as good of a game as, I mean, listen, that was remarkable, man. Down 20 points, 17 in the fourth. I mean, that's 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 unbelievable, man. Uh, Another game um that, you know, um... That was kind of close to Carolina Panthers. Listen, man. I listen. I've said this over, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna briefly go through this Cowboys game because it really wasn't much to, to 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 analyze. But I will say this. I've said this multiple times, um, throughout the past, and that is when Ezekiel Elliott does not get over a hundred yards the Cowboys normally lose and nine times out of ten that Prescott does not play good now I said on RTF Sports um yesterday morning while we were picking the games because this was one of the games that we picked the Cowboys and the Panthers um I picked the Panthers to win this game if you guys also want to get my game picks the NFL game picks I do those game picks on RTS Sports. I just talk about the games here, but I make my game picks on RTS Sports. Um, but I picked the Carolina Panthers, and I picked them for you know a couple reasons that proved to me, I mean that proved to be right again. I said yesterday they don't have any playmakers. Who are they going to throw the ball to? Jason Witten gone. Des Bryant gone. Who you gonna throw the ball to? You got nobody to throw the ball to, and that Prescott is already not a good passer. I also said they will miss Travis Frederick. They will that offensive line. You know, listen, being around football, 
you start to you, you know you start to notice a lot of stuff that just a casual fan would notice and that's one offensive line missing, no big deal, right? They got like three, four all pros on that offensive line. No big deal. Best best offensive line in football. But when you're missing, you know, a key piece, and the center is a key piece, because most, not, not nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, he's the guy who's telling the offensive line what they're going to do. You know, he he's making his own checks. You know, you'll see him get to the line. He'll grab the football. he start pointing. He, he's doing that for a reason, you know. Uh, when you're missing a guy like Travis Frederick, pro bowler, all pro, listen, the cohesiveness of the offensive line tends to drop because the um because the cohesiveness, the the you know, the um that that um that bond ain't there, you know. So now you got you don't know how this guy will react in this situation when you know, hey, listen, man, I know if Travis was in there, I know Travis gonna do this if this happened. You know, they gave up six sacks yesterday. Zeke didn't get to 100 yards. I believe it was 17 carries for, I believe it was like 60-something yards. 15 carries, 69 yards. He did have a, a touchdown. But for the most part, he was bottled up. You know, he had a couple, he had one one run for like 17 yards, which really boosted up his, his, his average. And then, you know, the touchdown run, I believe, was like 10 or so yards. So, you know, but outside of that, they pretty much had him locked up all night. And that's the recipe when you play the Cowboys, listen, you're going to all you have to do is stop Ezekiel Elliott and make that Prescott beat you when he don't have that 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 run option first, you know, because that's how he sets up most of his plays. He sets up a lot of his throws off the run because from off of Ezekiel's run or from off of his own runs, his design um, quarterback keepers, you know. So now that's what hurts you with that Prescott, the fact that he. He's not a fast quarterback, but he's a mobile quarterback. He can get out and run. So, you know, when you lose contain, he's going to run and he eat you up. And then that's when they can come with a play-action pass and beat you deep. But that Prescott is not, and I repeat, that Prescott is not a polished passer. Um, So, I mean, the Carolina Panthers seen that. That defense is stout. I also brung that up in the, you know, in the in the pregame. Um that uh in the pregame talk that that defense was going to be ready. Now they took a big blow losing Greg Olson, so we'll see how the Carolina Panthers recover uh throughout the rest of the season. Uh but you know uh the Dallas Cowboys may be in trouble if they don't get those offensive line problems fixed and get them another playmaker, which is you know another reason, you know, I tweeted out on draft night, you know, I thought that the Cowboys was going to draft Calvin Ridley, which would have been the smart thing to do especially knowing that they wasn't going to pay Des Bryant. So you was depending on Cole Beasley, you know, to, 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 to be that number one. That's, that's, that's what you were doing. That don't make any sense to me. I thought it was prime. He was still on the board, you know, Cowboys picked before Atlanta. He was still on the board when the Cowboys picked. And you know, you're going to lose a receiver. I guess they thought, listen, Jerry Jones, we got the best offensive line in football. We got Ezekiel. I trust, I trust that Prescott. Well, I don't trust that Prescott. And uh, by the end of this season, a lot of people won't trust that Prescott. And you're gonna realize that you guys should have took a receiver in in, in the first round. You guys should have took a receiver so you could score some points. Listen, I, I I said it in in my opening. I don't care how good of a defensive player you are. If the offense can't score no points, 
It does not matter. It literally does not matter what happens if your offense cannot score points. You know, they have to score points or else it's just it's, it's not avoid what you did. Who cares? Honestly speaking, who cares about what Khalil Mack did, you know, uh, last night? You know why? Because it got overshadowed. Why? Because somebody scored points. That's the that's the nature of it. <laughs> you can be a great defender if you don't have an offense to back that up. You don't have a quarterback or a running back receiver that can make some big plays and score some points. You will not win because the name of the game. See, you know, they always say defense win championships. Listen, I don't care about that. I'm an offensive guy. All I know is we got to score more points than the other team. That's that's what win games. I don't care about no defense. I do care about defense, but I don't care about no defense because that ain't going to win us games. Scoring more points than the other team wins us games. That, that, that's what's going to win you games. Scoring more points than the other team. Because as I said, nobody's talking about Khalil Mack. Yeah, they saying, you know, yeah, Khalil, oh, he had a monster first half, you know. But most of that was done also without uh, Rodgers doing, doing much, you know, and then Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, you know, that, yeah, yeah. It, it is Deshaun Kaiser, you know. So, I mean, yeah, good defender, good defenders. Yeah, man, that works all the time. But you got to be able to score points. And the Cowboys are going to, back to the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to struggle scoring those points this year. Who is going to be their playmakers if they don't get that from Zeke? Their offense goes as Zeke goes. When Zeke gets under 100 yards, it's nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10. It's normally bad news for the Cowboys. Because you cannot give that Prescott the ball and say, here, go win us the game. Yeah, he'll do it a couple times. He's a pro. He's an NFL player. He's not a scrub. I'm not calling him a scrub. I'm just saying, listen, he's not what, what people try to make him out to be. You know, the Skip Baylesses and the, the Will Canes, and I get it. They're, they're, they're natural fans, but they're not the only guys that, that's, that's, that's high on that Prescott. You know, uh, so listen, man, the, the Cowboys are going to have a long season if they don't get they don't get that offensive line taken care of and they don't get Zeke over 100 yards. Uh, moving right along, man, um, I want before I get to the excuse me, I'm getting kind of sick. Uh, but before we get to the Monday night game and, you know, some of the college football games. I have to talk about this, man, because, you know, um. This really bothered me, honestly, and not so much of what she did, but it's the people that's trying to defend this. Um, Serena Williams acting like an entitled baby on Saturday or what Saturday night. Yes. Saturday at the U.S. Open. She acted like an entitled baby. You know, that's that's exactly what she did. The rules state that you cannot coach. You cannot be coached. You cannot get coaching. Now, she she tried she she tries to flip the narrative on the referee and say, "Tell them I'm not cheating. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting coaching. I would rather I would rather lose than to cheat." Listen, Serena. Nobody said that you were cheating. Just because you you were in violation of the rules don't make you a cheater. In basketball, if I foul you, that's a violation of the rules. 
That's why you go shoot two free throws if you're shooting or you keep the ball. Nobody said they're cheating. It's just a violation of the rule. And all he did was give you a warning, a warning. Her coach clearly admitted to 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 coaching, you know, and listen, you know, before I get too deep in this, I will say this. They need to change that rule, you know, Uh, and not just because of what happened to Serena, because you're playing a sport that requires a coach. Why? You know, and I get it. They're not supposed to be getting coached on the on while they're playing. You know, I get that. But. What other, what other, you know, um, sport don't allow you to coach while you're in the act, you know? Now, I thought his reasons was a little bit childish, you know? Well, you know, everybody do it, you know, this person do it, Roger, uh, Rafa, you know, his coaching, you know, I seen, you know, her coach doing all this. Listen, that's not the point. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like, hey, man, you driving 90, I'm driving 90. You get pulled over. You say, yeah, but he was doing it. But who cares? Because at the, because right now I caught you doing it. Were you doing it or were you not doing it? That's that's the only thing that matters. Were you or were you not? It, 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 it's, it's not about who else was doing it. Also, it's about were you doing it? He He admitted, yes, he was doing it. So at that point, it shouldn't have been no more. It shouldn't have been no more confusion. It shouldn't have been no more confusion. I thought Serena tried to tried to assert her um Serena on on this referee and he was not going for it you know she goes back then she breaks her racket now since that's her second violation he has to deduct a point you know she goes you know at the change she goes to sit down she's still going on with it still going on with it still going on to the point where she says you're going to give me an apology. You're going to tell these people that I that I wasn't cheating. You know, you know, um, are you going to apologize to me? And, uh, you know, I'm guessing he said no, because obviously, because right after that, she says, well, then don't talk to me. Like now you're being a child. You know, you a 30 something year old grown woman acting like a child for real right now. Like who tells who tells somebody, well, then don't talk to me like that's like like he ain't your boyfriend. Your husband, your best friend, you know, just somebody you like, he's the referee. What you mean? Don't talk to me then. Don't talk like, and then she called him a, a, a thief. Well, well, now you deserve everything you get. It's almost like this, you know, in basketball, because this is the best example that I can give you because it happens all the time in basketball. A star player, right? Disagree with a call. He goes up to the referee. The referee basically gives him the cold shoulder. Hey, man, chill out. He walks away. That's that's his warning. The warning is when I walk away. You know, the warning is, is when I tell you I ain't trying to hear it and I walk away. The warning for Serena was, hey, he gave her a, a you know, a real warning for 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 coaching. And if you actually look at the clip, you see Serena actually trying to be slick. And she's she's looking out the corner of her eye. She looks up there and she looks down and she looks back up there. So she can see what, because at first I don't believe she knew what he was doing, which is the reason why when she looked up there, she looked back down and she's like, oh, he's trying to tell me something. She looks back up at the, at the, um, in the crowd. So regardless of whether she received the coaching or not, that's, that's not the point. The point is you can't coach. So the referee in the NBA, he just walks out. Hey, hey, LeBron, chill out. Okay. Hey, Kobe, hey, Durant, hey, Curry. You know, chill out, man. 
I'm going to walk away. When they keep going, then that's when they go ahead and tech them up. The first, you know, or they give them a tech as the warning. Hey, I'm giving you a tech. Chill out. And then at that point, most of the NBA players know, listen, all right, I'm going to back off. He gave me a tech. All right. I said, I said my piece. I said what I'm going to say to him. Um, he gave me a tech. I'm going to back off. Serena just kept going uh, on and on. It's like she just kept pushing the narrative, kept pushing it. And then after the fact, she talks about women rights. Like, what does that have to do with women rights? He gave you a warning for coaching. You broke your racket. Obviously, they, they, they do that all the time. But every referee is not the same. You can't expect every referee to judge you the way that this referee did. You know, um, I was a pitcher, you know, uh, as I was growing up. I stopped pitching in high school because I would just get so frustrated, you know. Uh, but I'll never forget, man. My dad used to always tell me this, you know. I know I'm throwing strikes. The umpire, he ain't giving me, he ain't giving me strike calls. He giving me balls. And I used to, I used to get so mad. And I used to go tell my dad, like, man, I know, I know I'm throwing strikes. And he used to tell me, you see, he's not calling them strikes. So what do you need to do? You need to adjust. You obviously see this referee is not like the rest of the referees that you, that you get Serena. What do you need to do? You need to adjust. Not to mention, what are you being a crybaby for taking away from what, you know, your opponent did by making this all about you for a warning? A warning. You made this big fuss because of a warning? All of this started because he gave you a warning for clear coaching? He was clearly coaching you. He telling you to come up. Play the net. And all of this started because of that. And you go talk about women rights. I'm just doing this because of, you know, the women rights, you know, the next person. Like, come on, man. Like, how, how do we get there? How, how do we get there? Where we're talking about women rights. When you were in clear violation of the rules, you and your coach, you or your coach, it doesn't matter who it was. The rules are, are simple. You're not supposed to get coaching. You're not supposed to be coaching. What if he, he what if he would have just deducted a point? All he did was give you a warning. No points was taken off. No nothing. Just a warning. And you made your opponent feel so bad, she can't even enjoy her win. Because now there's so much controversy because he 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 ended up taking a game from you after you called him a thief. A thief. You know, now there's so much controversy. People, you know, saying that she didn't even win it fair and square. When Serena was in trouble the whole match. With, now, this ain't, this ain't facts, but this is just what I believe. I believe she was just frustrated because she wasn't having the game that she thought that she should be having. You know, this, this was, well, this could have been, she was going for number 24. Grand Slam titles. So she was she was frustrated because she wasn't playing how she thought she was going to play. This girl's in her first time. And, you know, she, she this, this is her her her, her first uh, Grand Slam title. She 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 she's beating Serena and she can't even enjoy it because Serena want to act like a child. She want to act so entitled like I'm Serena Williams. How dare you do that to me? 
Because that's what it came off to me. And I don't really have a problem with players do it all the time. LeBron James do it. LeBron James is one of my favorite players of all time. Kobe done it. Jordan done it. All star players do it. I just don't like, you know, the reaction of what people had after the fact just because it was Serena. Because if it was the other girl, nobody would be paying attention to this. Nobody would care. They would have just brushed her off. Maybe the umpire would have probably gave her, you know, a point right off the bat. Take away a point right off the bat. But it's Serena. I thought he handled himself really well. I thought, you know, he held his emotions in check. You know, Serena even called a female down. She agreed with the judge. So it's like, is is she sexist too? Like, that's the go-to move for everybody nowadays. Either either you're racist or you sexist. But you want to live in an equal time zone, right? You want you want equal rights. If you want equal rights, you got to put your big boy pants on, put your big girl panties on, and let's go, you know? Play ball. Moving right along, um... We got two NFL games tonight, Monday Night Football. Um, I believe in the first game we got the uh, Lions and the Jets. Uh, I don't know who decided to put this game on Monday night. Um, this, is, this is beyond me um, why this game would be Monday night. Um, the Lions are playing at home. This game is so depressing because it's the Lions and the Jets. Sam Darnold is making his... His debut as a starter, I think this is uh, a bad move for the Jets. I said it on RTS Sports. I said it on this podcast. I thought they should have kept Teddy Bridgewater, uh, but I knew, but I know where they were coming from. They're gonna get the most value uh, out of Teddy Bridgewater rather than the Josh McCown. Josh McCown has been there. Uh, he's a starter, so he'll be a mentor for Sam Darnold. I just don't think this is gonna be good enough for them. They are playing in Detroit. Uh, on the road in his first start, I think this game is a disaster for them. I think the Detroit Lions win this. You know, I think Matt Stafford has a big, a big, a big game tonight. Um, I think Golden Tate has a good game. I think that defensive line is going to be is going to be all over the Jets, all over Sam Donald all night. Um, you know, they're going to make you know Jermaine Curse one of the, one of his wide receivers is uh is is um he's doubtful for the game. Sure, he'll play, but he probably won't be 100%. Uh, Sam Darnold, that is, uh, receivers. Um, but um, this game, I don't think this game will be close tonight. I think this is going to be a blowout. Uh, the odds makers got Detroit as a seven-point underdog, uh, but I got them winning at least by 14 to 17 points tonight. Um, for our second game, the Rams and the Raiders, the team that everybody says should have kept Khalil Mack, how stupid they were. Let's see how they play without Khalil Mack. Um uh, the Rams are playing at home tonight. I have the Rams winning this. I picked them uh, RTS Sports yesterday. I got the Rams picking this for a couple reasons. One, I think it's just going to be too emotional for that team with John Gruden. Um, you don't know how the the continuity is going to be, the chemistry is going to be with uh, Derek Carr and Jordan Nelson. They didn't really have a good rapport in the preseason. Uh, maybe they get that down. Marshawn Lynch is getting a, a bit older. Um, I still like Amari Cooper, although he's kind of underperformed, but, uh, I still like that. We'll have to see how, how they gel, but on the contrary, the Los Angeles Ram was my pick to win that, that NFC West division. And, um, if I got them winning that division, I definitely got to have them winning this game, this crucial game one right here. Um, you know, uh, Jared Goff has made 
big strides. Uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, that's, you know, that he needs no explanation. Um, they did get Brandon Cooks in the offseason. You know, uh, they still have Cooper Cup, who, who's a, who's solid. They picked up the – listen, man. The Los Angeles Rams had one of the best offseasons that I can remember. Almost kind of like what the Patriots did last season when they was getting Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. You know, they were just getting everybody for cheap, you know. Uh, although they paid for Gilmore a little bit, but they got they did pay Aaron Donald, so you know he's gonna be happy. He 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 he's gonna be excited because now he has to live up to that contract because he knows he's not gonna get another one if he doesn't. Uh, but Aaron Aaron Donald is one of the the best interior de- defense alignment in all of in all of the NFL. I don't see how that changes anyways. If any, like I said, if anything, I think this money motivates him to go out and prove that he deserved that, uh, they they got Ndamukong Sue. So you're telling me you got Ndamukong Sue and you got Aaron Donald on the same defensive line? Come on, man. That's absurd. Then you get two of the best cover corners in all of the NFL and Aqib Tlaib and, um, and Marcus Peters. You know, So you're probably not going to be able to throw the ball much if you're Sam Donald tonight. I, I see Sam Donald at least throwing two picks tonight in this game. Uh, um, you know, they have LaMarcus Joyner playing safety. He's one of the best ball hawk safeties. You know, the guy who can cover, I mean, massive amount of ground. Um, so I think the defense is just going to prove to be too much for them. The offense uh, is going to probably get out to a slow start, but I think they definitely gets it going. I got the Los Angeles Rams winning this game tonight. Uh, and like I said, I don't even think it's going to be close. Another thing I wanted to go over uh or talk about was, you know, a couple couple of the college football games from the other night. Um Michigan State did get upset. I'm not going to talk about them, but Michigan State got upset by Arizona State. Uh coach coach Harm Edwards is now 2 and 0 at Arizona State. Everything is looking to be pretty good down there in uh I believe what they in Tempe or Phoenix. One of the I can't remember which one is in Tempe, which one is in Phoenix. Uh but uh, he seen he seen they got them boys rolling. They they two and zero. Um, now the the game that really just uh, I thought Texas and them got robbed. And I'm not much of a Jimbo Fisher fan, and I definitely do not like the SEC. Um, but I thought late in that game, on that drive, two minutes left. Uh, I thought when he dove for the end zone and the Cleveland Browns almost had this kind of, uh, the Cleveland Browns had sort of this, this sort of this similar situation, but I thought he fumbled the ball outside of the pylon. You know, I thought he fumbled the ball outside the pylon. I also said in that game, I didn't think Clemson looked, looked all of that well, but I thought he, he fumbled the ball into the pylon or on the left side of the pylon which means he fumbled the ball out of bounds. The call on the field, I think, made this so difficult because on the field, they called that it was a touchback. At that point, it's going to be hard to overturn the call that's on the field. So a lot of a lot of times in these situations, you know, um, you are defined by uh, or your fate is defined by what was called on the field. Because that means everything. Because now, in order to overturn that, 
they have to know without a doubt that, you know, whatever happened, whatever they called on the field didn't happen. I thought it was a close call, but the fact that they called it on the field, I knew they wasn't going to, I knew they wasn't going to overturn that, you know, uh, you know, subsequent, they can't, you know, they got to stop. They came down the field. They, um, they scored. Now I thought Kellen Mond was, I thought Kellen Mond, I thought he played a, I thought he played, you know, a, a terrific game, you know, uh, a couple plays stand out to me. One, I think it was like a third and whatever, third and four, something like that. Zone read, he pulls it perfect down the sideline. Another time he gets out, he rolls out, throw it to the end zone. Uh, I thought he threw it up for grass, but you know, great catch by the receiver. Uh, you know, I, you know, he, he played about as good as they can, about as good as he can play. And then Jimbo Fisher killed him by running that two point conversion, not the two point conversion, the play for the two-point conversion, rolling out to one side. I hate rollouts. He did that a lot at Florida State when he was coaching Florida State. You know, and I think on the goal line, you limit yourself if your first option is not there because everybody is so crowded. Everybody is flowing over there. Defensive line is flowing over there. Linebackers are flowing over there. You already got a cornerback over there. You got a safety over there. Everything, everybody just flows over there. You basically give the backside corner and the backside safety, uh, you know, a playoff. They don't even have to do anything. You know, uh, he rolled out and I thought, you know, he had nowhere to go at the football. And, and you know, that's stupid. Um, also, um, my Cleveland Browns last night, man, um, or yesterday. We forced six turnovers, man, six turnovers and we ended in a tie. That's to me, that's like a loss to me. You know, that's that's definitely a loss. We forced six turnovers. They forced one turnover. So we're plus five in the turnover margin. And we end in a tie. Now, I'm going to give them a pass because, you know, I was hard on Tyrod during the game because, you know, he was underthrowing receivers. Even the play to Josh Gordon, I thought he underthrew him because Josh Gordon had to step on, he had to step on him. But I'm going to, and then he threw the interception to the same guy, you know, um, underthrew Josh Gordon again. But this time it was badly underthrown. And you know Josh Gordon didn't even have a chance to the, 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 um to uh, make a play, but I said I was going to give him a pass because man, it was storming out there, it, it, it like raining. It it was literally just coming down hard out there, you know. So I'm sure that made it harder to throw the football. So I'm not going to kill him, but we have to do better in executions. The Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, uh, you know this did. This is our best start since 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 2004. Not really, but you know, it is what it is. We 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 didn't lose. So, I guess that's kind of a win, but we didn't win either. So, we lost. You know, um I thought we had a perfect opportunity at you know, uh, at the end of the game get the interception or the fumble uh the interception and Miles Garrett blocking the back. What like honestly, what were you doing anyways? I I never understood a block in the back. I played football just about all my life. I played receiver, a position that, you know, we we block enough. I've never got called for a block in the back. And I played special teams too, as as well as offense. I've never got a block in the back call. Never. I've why? What's the point? Honestly, what's the point? What's the point of pushing somebody in the back? I just don't, I just don't understand it. Push this back, 
long field goal, which means in the wet rain, now it's even harder. It's already hard to kick a long field goal anyways because, you know, you you subject to get it blocked because you have to have a low trajectory. You can't put that 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 little swift up underneath. You got to kick it, kick it. They they. So what happened in that situation? He has to kick the ball low so it can travel. What happened? T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt's little brother blocked blocked the, the field goal. And then we end in a tie. We have to do better, Cleveland Brown. I'm not accepting that tie. I'm not accepting that at all. But that's going to be it. That's going to be my time for the day, guys. Uh, we will preview uh, college football week three uh, tomorrow. Uh, we will also recap Monday night football. Um, you know, sorry, my bad. We will recap football. We will we will preview college football on Thursday because we're not on on Wednesday. Catch me on RTS Sports tomorrow where we recap uh, t- tonight's game. Also, um, on Wednesday, we will preview the Thursday night game. We will preview the Thursday night game. And on Thursday, I will make my game picks on RTS Sports Live. I, I want to say, man, I want to appreciate. I thank you guys. For the support, thank you guys for everything that you do. Make sure you 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 subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you will get notifications every time I post. Uh, every time I post the episode, uh, you will get those notifications. So make sure you 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 um subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you um you leave me a rating. Uh, you know uh I accept criticism too. You know uh if I'm doing something, you know if you think that I can do something better, uh leave me a rating. You know uh leave that in the reviews. But I just want to say I appreciate everything that you guys do. Continue to download the podcast. You guys are, 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 are you know, doing your thing with those numbers. I appreciate it. I see you guys on Wednesday. See you guys tomorrow on RTS Sports. But on um, Pop Opinion, see you guys on Wednesday.